G'day punters and welcome to Winning Post Preview Podcast for the weekend of Saturday, December 11. I'm John Barker. Joining me as usual, Jackpot Joel Marshall and Dynamite Dan Nuttall. Well, Joel, it is Villiers Stakes Day and uh, the main race is a cracker with 20 to face the starter and uh, it's uh, it's always the third, I guess, of the three big Randwick Handicap miles, but um, jacked up to 750,000 this year uh, creates plenty of interest. Certainly does, Sparks. Yeah, it's uh, quite a good field, quite a competitive race. Um, yeah, a lot of, uh, lot of well, capacity field. They're going to get 20, uh, would have thought, with just the one scratching so far. And I think they'll all take their place. And look, it's, I guess, the big, what's really up in the air with Sydney this week is the weather, because as we speak on a Thursday, Afternoon, we're sitting on a sort of a soft five, soft six with a, a fair bit of rain to come um, late Thursday. But then obviously, uh, you know, Saturday, I think is going to be quite dry. So it's a bit up in the air. There's a couple of real wet trackers in the field um, and a couple that uh, just need a bone dry. So it could go either way with uh, with three or four of the, I guess, the fringe sort of chances. Um, the market sort of turned around a little bit. Ellsberg opened favourite early in the week. I think his stablemate Steely is now favourite, who um, has obviously come back in really good order. So certainly the Gerald Ryan and Sterling Alexio camp hold a strong hand. Uh, yes, indeed. And uh, the trainer who's picked up the last couple of Villiers stakes, Mark Newnham, is not represented this year. Uh, ben, though, has got an interview with Mark in the paper this week and he has got a couple of other runners at Randwick as well as one at Eagle Farm. So it could be a big Villiers day for him as well. We're uh, still just waiting on Dan to join us. But uh, in the meantime, Joel, the other big event over the weekend, well, there's actually black type pretty much everywhere on the mainland on Saturday. But on Sunday, the big event from a racing fan's point of view is the Hong Kong International Races. We'll get you to uh, preview them later. You've got a preview page with uh, all the fields and colours in this week's winning post. Um, seems like quite a while since uh, there was much interest from an Australian horse uh, perspective, although obviously there's a lot of Australian bred horses over there and a lot of Australian participants in the form of jockeys uh, and trainers. Uh, what's going to be the highlight for you at Chartin on Sunday? Yeah, well, there has been a lack of Australian presence. I guess a classic legend went around last year and, and obviously had issues, didn't see the best of him. But, um, well, Golden 60 is uh, is the highlight. Um, what's he, I think he's won eight, uh, 18 out of 19 or some, some huge uh, effort like that. And he's, he's trying to win back-to-back Hong Kong miles. I think he was beaten at his second start and he hasn't tasted defeat since. He just settles out the back, lets rip with a turn of foot that... Nothing really can match him. Um, so he's a dollar fifty, I think, the latest uh, odds in the Hong Kong mile. Uh, the the real flavour uh, this year is the Japanese. They they've got a strong presence. They always do, but uh, I think they've got uh, twelve or thirteen representatives across the four races, and I guess they look to hold um, the danger, be the dangers if any, to Golden Sixty in the mile with Dan on Kingley. Uh, Indy champ and Sally Oss, um, and also Vindegaard. So they've got a four-pronged attack up against him. But 
Yeah, it's um, capacity fields through two of the Group 1s, just uh, 11 in the Hong Kong Mile, not the 12, and uh, only eight in the Vars. I think the Vars has been a smaller field the last couple of years, but uh, Mogul trying to go back-to-back for Aidan O'Brien and Ryan Moore in the Vars. But, yeah, interesting day. I think there might be a bit of value outside Golden 60 and a couple of the others. All righty. Uh, well, we'll start at Randwick. I think we briefly had Dan there, but he seems to have uh, dropped out again. Uh, but we'll take you through the black type at Randwick, and that starts in race four. Dan is back. And it is the E-Group Security Christmas Cup 2,400-metre listed quality handicap. Joel, what did you like here? Well, I've gone for uh, the Ma Eustace-trained Herman Hess, who was quite well backed as soon as the new markets went up after acceptances on Wednesday. He's now favourite. He gets a big drop in weight. Um, he got attacked in the lead two starts back. And then last time out, out to the 2,400, he battled on well, just found Suppression, who had six and a half kilos less, a shade too strong. Now he gets the big weight drop down from 60 and a half to 54 and a half. And that's the reason I've got him on top of the top weight, number one, Mighty Beal from the Wallace Stable, who... Has been coming through the grades really well. Stepped up to listed company last start. Just no match for Polly Gray, who's an absolute mudlark. She put her heavy conditions to suit. He was on the minimum there. Now he's up to 59. So he's quickly up in the weights for a horse that has only had the one go at stakes grade. That's the little query for mine with him. Uh, two hush writer needs a dry track. So you know, if we're um, on an improving track, he can run well. And eight Daniloquin scratched midweek for this. He's a horse on the way up. Uh, certainly needs to improve. Uh, ratings-wise and weights-wise, but he is uh, certainly looked to have a bit of upside about him. Four on top, though, from one, two, and eight. And with the one on top, Mighty Beal, um, he's quite a, a promising staying type. He's stable, been pretty patient with him. They've just taken him through the grades, and he's um, sort of really gone from strength to strength, this preparation. He's, um, yeah, bumped into the, as Joel said, a Supreme wet tracker in Polly Gray last start, but he um, more than held his own there <clears throat> behind her. Um, I think he continues to improve. And uh, from what I've seen, don't think the, the rise and trip to 2,400 metres will be much of an issue. So he's on top for me, the one. But the four and next, Herman Hesse. Um, good effort up on the speed with the big weight last start over this trip. Received um, fitter there and, and that drop in weight is obviously key. Five, Kings Charisma. Um, little play in last start, but I think he's better than that. He was solid in a Hotham handicap um, two back. Um, and I think that's a pretty decent form for this in with the 54 kilos. And fourth of the two, Hush Rider. One, four, five, and two. Race five at Royal Randwick on Saturday is a restricted listed race. It is the English Nursery, a uh, thousand metres, set weights for two year olds, obviously. Uh, Restricted to graduates of the English sales. Joel? He's come up with a bad gate, Calgary Stampede, but I've stuck with him on top number four. He's going to need a few things to go right, but uh, he trialled well. He won well on debut as a $2.20 favourite. I was a bit surprised to see him go up double figures, even on Monday off nominations. And um, obviously with the wide gate, he hasn't shortened. But um, yeah, I'm very keen to back him each way at those odds. Ahead of number two, Baldino, who the market really likes, uh, the Mar Eustace camp have sent a couple of uh, two-year-olds up from Victoria. This bloke debuted in the Merson Cooper. Loon to win. Probably got his head in front of the highly regarded Ebhar, but uh, she fought back strongly. There was a bit of a gap to the rest of them. He certainly maps to get all favours. 
And then I've taken a couple of the newcomers from Widegate's going to need a bit of luck, but I thought they were the best trialers. Six Glint of Silver and seven Himalayism. Uh, four on top from two, six, and seven. Yeah, I too have the four on top. I just thought um, it was over the odds. I know the, the barrier is a, <coughs> a little bit of a concern, but uh, the Rose Hill win on Taboo, I thought, was um, was quite good. Tried well leading in, um, and like Joel, happy to back him each way in this, the four. And for second, got the five, El Padrino. Uh, debuted at but on a heavy 10, and um, he worked worked well to the line there. Um, sort of sustained a long run, but it was a promising debut. See how he goes on a sort of a, a drier surface. Seven Himalayism really liked his uh, trial at Canterbury late last month and in for fourth. But the two, Baldino, who yeah, gave a good sight at Caulfield last start, um, only beaten by one that looks pretty handy, but I think he's pretty handy as well, Baldino. One number's four, five, seven, two. Across to race seven at Randwick on Saturday, Fujitsu General Razor Sharp Handicap, 1,200 metre listed quality, Joel. A seven dream circle for me. Really good return from this bloke. Um, first go at Stakes Company in the Starlight. Settled back from an inside gate, but hit the line strongly for second. And he's a 14-start maiden on a good track, but he's won six of 17 on soft or heavy. So if we're on a wet track, that's uh, conditions uh, to suit him. And I think he uh, can certainly run very well again at an each-way price. From 10, Snap Dancer, who was due to run a couple of weeks ago, uh, they saved her from the heavy track. She was a, a nominated last week but didn't accept. They trialled her instead. So she's been ready to go for a little while. Uh, she is a talent. She never raced on anything but a good track. So that's the query. But she's trialling really well and she was impressive first and second up last time in. one eleven eleven had the 56 kilos. So he was down a little bit in weight last start. And back in distance, which I thought was a negative, but he really did finish strongly. Showed his class there. It was a good win. Now he's got the 59 and a half, but I think getting out to 1,200 is a positive. An eight surreal step. I thought he could run a cheeky race in the starlight. He ran fourth. He was okay. He probably had his chance to certainly finish in the first three, but it was an improved performance, and he's probably worth thought for the top four again. Seven on top, though, from 10, one and eight. The six, Volpine on top, hoping she can go back-to-back. Really relish the, the heavy track last start, and um, gave a good kick, well-rated in front by Jay Ford, and um, she's too good for him. She's pretty versatile, though. She can run um, well on a, a sort of a dry surface. She was good behind Quantico earlier in the preparation. That horse ran Frank the form um, subsequently, and um, from a good draw again, I think she's the one they have to catch, Volpine. So she's on top for me. Ten Snap Dancer, who is also down to run... Um, in a race in Brisbane as well, so a dual acceptor, but she can certainly um, go close to winning this if here. First up's record good, and um, trials have been good leading up for this. Gets it at 53 kilos, um, so six on top of 10. Two Southern Lad, a um, little disappointing last start, but um, just sort of missed the start there and never really got into the race. He's better than that. And in for fourth, have the seven dream circle. Six, 10, two, seven. And the big race at Randwick on Saturday is race eight, the Agency Villiers Stakes, 1,600 metres, Group 2 quality. It is worth 750000 
Uh, as Joel mentioned, 20 to face the starter. Fun facts about the Villiers, 11 of the past 14 winners have had 54.5 kilos or less. 11 of the past 13 have jumped from barrier five or wider. And eight of the past 13 have been last start winners. The only last start winners in Saturday's field are the Ryan and Alexio pair, Ellsberg and Steely. Problem with Steely is he's drawn four from uh, the point of view of those fun facts. And the problem with Ellsberg is he has uh, 56 kilos. Both very good chances, Joel, but we gave you the honour of uh, picking the front page horse on winning post this week. And it is neither of those two. No, I've jumped ship. Um, Ellsberg was uh, my best for the day a couple of weeks ago when he won the festival, and he's going to be very hard to beat again. But I'm just thinking with the weight swing in favour of brutality, I'd rather be with him at uh, $10 each way. A bit, of, um, a bit of a plan here from Joe Pride. He backed this horse up three weeks in a row last prep, uh, going back to the winter, and he was able to win at his third run in as many weeks. Now, he's planned... The same sort of prep here. He ran in the festival, ran very well. He was a bit keen through the run, got shuffled back sort of between the 800 and the 600 and just lost his spot and ended up back last on the turn. Strongly. And then whilst the rest of his rivals were back in their box, he went around at Rose Hill last week. He came back in distance, which was a negative. He had 60 and a half and he was back on a good four track. I thought he hit the line very strongly for third. He just looks ready to peak now. Back to 53. He'll get the uh, the sting out of the track, which he likes. I think he can turn the tables on Ellsberg, who will press forward and give you a very good sight. He's a, a talented horse and he's in form. Number 19, Kerwin's Lane, is the really interesting runner. He wouldn't want it too wet. And if, if we're on a, a drying track, he's got a chance. He beat Ellsberg second up last prep with a kilo more. Now he gets in three kilos less than Ellsberg. Just so we haven't seen him for six weeks because they've been dodging wet tracks. They've had to trial him in between. He was unlucky in the Golden Cup, which is the race Steely comes through. So he's right in it on all the form lines and the weights. He just doesn't want it too wet, number 19. Uh, in for fourth, number 15, Steely, who, as mentioned, is uh, before he's going really well. He finished second in the Golden Cup and then carried 60 kilos to victory in 88 grade at Kembla Grange. He dropped seven kilos on that and certainly maps. Uh, to get a lovely run. 17 on top from 6, 19 and 15. With the one on top and a snatch, I just thought from barrier one, um, jumps well. Jumps well. He could likely lead this, um, lead this if he wants Josh Parr. He, I think Ellsberg will come across and maybe sit outside him. But um, if you could able to control this and, and um, you know, well-rated in front. I think he can sort of give a kick. He is untried at 1,600 metres. Um, he was solid in the festival over 1,500 metres last start. Just kept trying there. Um, uh, he does like this track. He's got a very good record at Randwick. Two wins, three seconds from six starts. Um, just thought in an open race, the, the likely leader, he might uh, take some running down, Bandersnatch. So he's the one on top. Six, Ellsberg in next. Um, going very well. Obviously had the right form. Uh, his preparation second in the Silver Eagle. Um, Gallant in defeat in the Golden Eagle. Um, a horse with plenty of upside still. Five, Rainier, 1,600 metres third up. I think it's a good scenario for him. He won um, that set up last preparation at Eagle Farm winning a listed race uh, in the winter. And in for fourth, I have the 17, a brutality. One, six, five, 17. All righty. Well, that takes out uh, the lactype at 
Rambic on Saturday, and we have heard about uh, Joel's best bet, which was uh, brutality each way at some good odds. Joel, talk us through your value bet, which comes up in the last, and then uh, we'll hear about Daniel's specials. My value bet comes up in the last, as you said. It's number 11, Fleetwood Mapper, newcomer to the Annabelle Nation Yard. Uh, she showed a fair bit of promise when uh, with the Moroni team in New Zealand. Was group two placed behind Amaralina. Just like the sharpness she showed in her trials, she uh, went over the short course 7.35, I think it was her first trial, and she showed a bit of up and go there, and they stepped her out and tripped for a longer trial, and she performed really well. I like the fact that Hugh Bowman's been engaged. I think it says that uh, she's ready to run a pretty good race fresh. So, yeah, have something each way on her. My best comes up in that same race, uh, Brookspire. Listeners know I'm a fan of this mare. Gave her a good chance first up and thought she was really good when running on into second behind Expat. She sat wide there. Um, the winner, Expat, who was quite talented, um, winner of six of ten, Sort of got the race run to suit out in front. It was hard to run down, but she was really doing her best work late, Brookspire. And um, it was a pleasing return uh, at Rose Hill. I think second up um, and rising to 1,400 metres. Uh, uh, good setup. And yeah, she really looks a promising mare. So she's my best of the day at Sydney, race 10, number five. The value comes up in race six, blazing miss from the Mark Newnham stable. Just back in grade here. Um, Zin. Took on a, a listed race in Doombin last week. Um, the sort of the weather, the wet weather up there sort of put, um, I guess, her plans a little bit askew. She was meant to run the week prior, but that got pushed back to a week. And just as too long between runs um, there and just didn't have much luck in the run. She was very wide throughout and just a bit of a forgive job, I thought. On the quick backup, back to a benchmark 88. Um, I think she looks um, a good chance at sort of, at each way odds, um, blazing miss. So she's my best value. Six, race six, number one. We'll head back south to Flemington now. Uh, we're back there <coughs> for the first time since the spring carnival, and we didn't have one black type race. It is race seven, Kensington Stakes, 1,000 metre handicap uh, at listed level worth 200,000. Uh, a few smart ones up the top, drawn out wide, uh, are the most popular. And Joel, you're going for one of those. Yeah, I've got Sartorial Splendor on top. He's uh, always been a talent, just been a bit of a work in progress. In early days, he used to really rip and tear out in front and just want it all over and done with quite quickly. But he's uh, been certainly applying himself much better in recent campaigns, certainly last prep, winning three from five. He's one down the straight, and he should be drawn in the right spot. So I was happy to have him on top of six, Maliva. Talented mare from the Philip Stokes yard, listed winner at Caulfield first up. Then ran very well through uh, Cup Week when placed behind the talented Minage. Uh, 14 Capriccio, first up from a spell. Now, fresh last time in, was able to win the English Dash, beating Ballinipatina, great form line. And then had a pretty consistent prep without winning again, but it wasn't too far away in the straight six. Uh, listed race over the 1,200. So just with that a good straight record, I think she can certainly be thereabouts. And number five, Parsifel. Uh, from the Will Clark in the yard. Both runs back from a spell have been uh, very good. And he's, yeah, he's really far away. He hasn't won for a while. That's the knock, October 2019. But he's certainly a must for your exotics. Two on top from 6, 14 and 5. Yeah, quite a few chances in this, I thought. Not <coughs> race I'm overly confident in, but I've also gone 
the two on top, Sartorial Splendor, um, very good fresh horse. Uh, nice jump out and has run well and won here, um, beating Helvorsen last preparation. So he's on top in a, a race with little confidence, admittedly. 13 and next Chris Sestani down the bottom, um, sort of a gelding on the up and up, I thought. Um, good win at Geelong, two back and good in a good form race at Caulfield uh, mid-September. Um, just didn't, was not <clears throat> too far back at Flemington, sorry. Front at Flemington last start was um, okay, but just uh, I think he can bounce back here. Barrier 12, right side of the track. Um, I think Crestani's won over the odds. One, Hal Vorsen, uh, last start winner, beating Malkovich here. It's good form. And in for fourth, six, Maliva. Two, 13, one, and six. <clears throat> yeah, I went for Halverson. Uh, impressive win down this straight thousand metres on Oaks Day. And uh, did, of course, get beaten by Sartorial Splendor over the same course on Anzac Day, but uh, those meet Sartorial Splendor. Better at the weights, I've got Sartorial Splendor for second, Maliva third, and Tequila Time fourth, one, two, six, and 11. Uh, Joel, your best comes up in the fifth. Yeah, number 10, Secret Glamour from the Mar Eustace team. This is a pretty competitive race because we've got a couple of the last start impressive maiden winners. Um, yeah, a lot of different form lines and a few three-year-olds on the up here. So it's a tricky race, but I've got a bit of time for Secret Glamour. She jumped out really well before the debut win at Cranbourne. I liked that debut win. It was strong. Then she went to Flemington and just got edged out by Celestial Fury. You know, there's a little bit of a query on that form line, but um, you know, Celestial Fury didn't really come up through the spring, but this is uh, certainly not that sort of quality. I thought first up at Sandown was good. There was sort of not much tempo in the race. She was back last. She sort of Got her on her bike a little bit early, blended into the race and just didn't quite quicken. Uh, the step up and trip suits and she should get a lovely run from that gate. So pretty keen that she will improve a lot off that first up run at Sandown. And the value bit comes up in race eight and it's number 12, Five Kingdom, who was a winner at this track in a previous life with the Hayes Dabenegg team. Now with Matt Dale up in New South Wales and he's been doing a really good job, hasn't broken through this prep, but he's weighed in at each run. He hasn't had the greatest of luck on occasions. Uh, don't mind him coming back slightly in distance from the 2000 to the 1800, and he should get all favours with Linda Meacher board from a good barrier. My best comes up in race six with the four Bermudez. It's a couple of really, really promising horses here. and The light, Lighthouse are two, the favourites. One of them, and I think Bermudez is Another one, um, very good win at Flemington. This track uh, during Cup Week uh, from a wide gate, he blitzed his rivals first up at Sale when he was able to cross and lead. Um, kept fresh for this, but he does race really well when when kept fresh and um, just think he's a very talented gelding. Going places, Bermudez will be hard to beat. So race six, number four, the value comes up in uh, race number three, like Garvok at an each way price. Here, third up now. It's two runs, it's preparation, been better than they look in the form. Um, it's a long way back last start, but she ran on well against a pattern that was clearly favouring those closer to the speed. She gets a nice draw here. Can send a little bit closer this time around. And, um, yeah, presents here fit third up. I think it's uh, well worth an each-way ticket. Race three, number 10. 
Right, well, the listeners can probably ignore my specials because uh, last week at Pagenham, I managed to get the best bet, the value bet, and the lazy lobster up. So uh, I think we can be fairly sure that's not going to happen again. Um, going well with uh, tipping, the, uh, tipping the South Australian horse. They seem to be having a good run coming over to Melbourne. And my best is race five, number four, Aaron Bay. And my value bet up against Lighthouse and Bermudez, who I've got in second and third, is race six, number 14, another Award, Morfordville, they are racing on the main track and there is indeed a stakes race there. It is Christmas Handicap Day at Morfordville and that is race eight on the program. Daniel, it is the Adelaide Galvanising Christmas Handicap indeed. 1,200 metre listed quality. What did you like? Quite keen on one here in the 16 gays great sheep. An impressive last start winner at the Valley. Did enjoy a nice run in transit, but she um, she did it quite well there over 955 metres. She's rising a bit in class, no doubt about that. She was, that was a Phillies and Mares benchmark 70. She's up to a listed race here, but she's a really promising um, mare. Last two runs have been very good and um, drops to 54 kilos here. Uh, I just thought she had... Quite a bit of upside and um, banking on her to run well here, Gays Green. The 16 on top. Um, she's my best value of best value of the day as well. Six in next, Rock the Ring. Very, very consistent uh, gelding sort of turned a corner. This preparation, um, the sort of Northville track has certainly suited his on-pace racing style and um, almost made it four in a row in a listed race last start, which is grabbed right on the line by Outlaw's Revenge, who um, will meet him here again. A barrier three certainly uh, give a good sight once again. Four, he's a bolter in next, uh, wasn't far off in Thar Caulfield last start. In for fourth over the one, Parsifal, who a um, couple of runs back from a spell, ready here, third up. All those two runs have been quite good in, um, in similar races. 16, uh, best each way on top of six, four, and one. Well, as you mentioned, Gaze Gree, your best, your value comes up in the previous, and that's race seven, number five, see you in spring. Yeah, Philly, who just didn't have much go right last start at Mooney Valley, um, to work a bit there in, in the run, and in what she did, um, I think she's a really talented Philly on her day. She's measured up in some good races um, um, during the during the winter. Uh, the win at Cranbourne earlier, the preparation was quite good. Um, 55 kilos after, 55 and a half kilos after the claim and, and a good draw. She's drawn to get a soft run. Um, she looks, has more upside than, than a lot of these. So see you in spring, I think, will be uh, the one to beat in race seven, race seven, number five. Eagle Farm, the venue for Brisbane racing on Saturday and uh, the carnival continues to warm up over there. And the first of the black type races is uh, for the two-year-old males. That's race three. Eureka Stud feeling ready. 1,000-metre set weights, two-year-old Colts and Gildings uh, listed race, Daniel. Palazzo Spirit on top. The one uh, looks a promising Colt put away after the debut win at Eagle Farm in October. Um, very professional-looking win there. The front end did everything right in the run. Um, and it's a good win to the eye. Come back, recent trial um, win was quite good under a hold. Um, hard to beat, I think, the one. Quite so spirit. Swiss Exile uh, in next for me. Adam Elnishram trained Colt, uh, having his first start. 
won a Canterbury trial in readiness for this late last month. Um, good draw. Looks like a bit of ability. In for third, I got the four in equality. Um, chased a pretty handy one in Athletica first on debut at, at Newcastle. Um, and in for fourth, I have the um, three, Thelwell. My number's 1743. Race four is the Phillies Division Canadian Club Callaway Gal listed set weights. Uh, well, same conditions, but uh, for the Phillies, what did you like here? Mink Star on top, the three. Uh, quite an impressive win. But it was on the poly track. Um, so she obviously got the ground good, but she was a um, pretty dominant winner. She went for sharp sprints um, and bending clear. Uh, if she can replicate that on the turf, I think she's a huge chance. So three on top of one, Exo Lady. Plenty of pace, this horse. I think she'll have a bit more opposition, though, uh, to lead than she this time as she has in her first two starts. But in saying that, she's done everything right so far and um, hard to ignore with two wins from two starts, um, including a win over this track and trip on Dubu. Uh, I think better go lightly. The 10, the 11, and the 14 mingle um, are all chances if they can get a run. But my number's 3, 1, 10, and 14. Uh, the race five, not a black type race, but uh, certainly uh, an interesting one with a view to the future. It is the Roku Jin, the Gateway, fourteen hundred meter set weights for four year olds, worth two hundred and fifty thousand, and a ticket into the Stradbroke next June. And is a warm favourite here, Daniel. Sure is. Apache Chase. Yeah, I imagine he'll be securing his ticket into the the Stradbroke um, after Saturday. It uh, looks. Well placed in this at uh, set weights, 57 kilos, based on what he's done compared to his rivals. He's far and away got the best form in the race. Golden Eagle run was uh, very brave and fourth there. Time Thunderstruck. Um, it's just come up a, a weak race, this one, the gateway, and he's clearly the, the pick of them. So uh, he's clearly the class of the race. So the one on top for me, I've got eight, Pan in for second. Um Quite a handy mare. She's won five or seven. Um, finished strongly last start. Ipswich over 1,200 metres. Um, she's um, measured up in pretty much anything she's been put in. And she can certainly uh, think she's the clear second pick. Good chat, the five and the seven beyond fate. The others, one, eight, five, seven. Race six at Eagle Farm on Saturday is the James Squire just now. 1,300-metre listed quality for fillies and mates. Yeah, mentioned earlier, Snapdance is a dual acceptor on the weekend, also in Sydney. But if here, um, she's my top pick. Um, very good fresh horse, as I, as I stated earlier, and, and the recent trial was good. She's on top for me. Three expat, um, taken to taken north to chase some black type. Uh, strong win first up. Uh, sort of had it run to suit there, but um, she was too good and holding off Brookspire. Um, she can measure up to this level, no doubt about that. Eloquently chased Miami Fleece last weekend. They're a very good run there. And in for fourth, have the uh, six Tycoon Eevee. My number's two, three, five, six. Race seven at the farm is the Sky Racing Bribey Handicap 1,000 metre quality listed race. Yep, we're shooting for gold on top. Um, kept coming last start after sitting wide. Didn't have any favours in the run. Um He's trialled during the week as he was a late scratching of the gates last weekend. It was meant to run last Saturday, but scratched at the gates to playing up there. But since trialled, trialled well. Um, I think very, very good chance. 
uh, shooting for gold. He's my top pick. The stable mates totally charmed, beat him home um, in the Swiss Ace last start. Um, but totally charmed. He'd have a, probably a better run in transit there. I think shooting for gold can turn the tables. In for third, I got the 12, Simply Fly, and the one, Usmanov. 3 5 12 1. Uh, all righty, uh, your specials there. We have heard about uh, we've heard about uh, neither of them. In fact, you've gone gone for the bookends here. Uh, your best is in the first. That's right. Uh, Smart Meteor, probably not the highlight of the card this rate. The benchmark eighty with plenty of to look forward to later in the day. But I thought he was the best on the card. Um, really liked his first set run of the Sunshine Coast. He's not a horse that really fires first up generally takes a run to get warm and um but i thought it was a good return from him second up 1600 meters both ticks and um he should draw to get a good run from barrier one just with luck at the right time i think it'll be hard to hold out so he's my best race one number five the value comes up in the last thought zulu dancer very open race this um but i thought 34 to one zulu dancer a bit of a ridiculous price for her she just didn't have much luck last start but i like the way she kept coming Back in grade, um, she brings her best. Uh, she's definitely over the odds, I thought. So I thought Zulu Dancer in the last and the, um, the get out. Yes, indeed. And Ascot is the venue. The Perth Masters is over. But uh, Ascot, once again, for Perth racing on Saturday. And there is a listed race. It is race... Eight, which is the GA Taufen Cup over 2,200 metres. And our man in Perth, BJ Ryan, likes seven Midnight Blue to beat 13 Pure Devotion, four Maricino and 11 Black Shadow. BJ's best is race five, number four, Pro Consent. His value bet race nine, truly reliable. Right, That is race nine, number seven. Earlier in the day, across the Tasman, Joel, they are racing at Tarapa and Awapuni. Yeah, huge 11 race programs at both meetings. Of course, we saw the unfortunate situation last week where Trentham had one race and abandoned the remainder of the meeting. So we've got a couple of uh, those races shifted to Tarapa this week. Uh, speak of the Group 1 Captain Cook Stakes and also the Wakefield Challenge Stakes for the two-year-old. So a couple of important races. Good that they're not losing those from the calendar. Uh, the Group 1... Uh, Field has changed a little bit, but uh, I'll stick with Aegon. So that's race 10, number one, Aegon on top. We know sort of his trials and tribulations this prep. He's been uh, to Australia, back to New Zealand, back to Australia. just hasn't really had things go right. But if he turns up in his best form, he can win 11 to elicit, five demonetization and 12 traveling light. Make up my top four for the Captain Cook. Uh, my best at Tarapa, race six, number 11, Sam I am Susie. She was my best a fortnight ago. It was a horror watch. She finished 12th of 14 and just really never got clear at any stage. So big juicy duck egg next to the name might help us get 7 or $8 again like we did first up. I think if she gets the breaks in the straight, she'll be too good. Do respect number 14, Carmen Line. She was favourite for a stakes race last week that was abandoned, coming off a strong debut win. So I'm wary of her, but still quite keen on the eleven. And my value bet, race seven, number seven, Slave to Love. She was very good at weight for age with the weights against her, against a few of these last time out. She's still not all that well suited, but she's only a, a lightly raced four-year-old mare. So she's got that upside and she gets to 1,600 third up. She looks ready to win and should be good each way odds. And at Awapuni, 
Uh, my best is race 11, number six, Real Slim Trady, who was my best last week um, at Trentham. He's been having a really good prep, just didn't have much luck last time out, got shuffled back coming to the turn and lost his spot, but did hit the line quite well. And my value bet, race two, number three, Trustworthy, very interesting runner. He won a couple of trials on heavy ground back in 2019, obviously sold to Hong Kong. He didn't debut till January this year and finished down the track. He's obviously had issues. He's now back with his original trainer in New Zealand and he trialled quite well recently. The heavy track that they're likely to cop at Alapuni on Saturday shouldn't be an issue for him. All righty, that wraps up a big Saturday of racing around Australasia. But uh, let's not forget, well, let's not forget, there's a huge uh, Friday as well. There are many, there's nine or ten PAB meetings Friday covered in your winning post this week. And uh, then we kick on through to Sunday where uh, we have the usual, uh, the usual pre Australian form guides, fields for everywhere else. And importantly, Joel, your previews for Hong Kong. And the first of those four Group 1 races there is race four, the Longines Hong Kong Vars. And that one is over all these, of course, at Wake for Age, 2,400 metres. And it's at 5 o'clock uh, Eastern Daylight Time. What did you like here? I've gone with the UK uh, runner here, number one, Pile Driver, who... His form has been very consistent through uh, the classic season in the UK. He, he failed in the derby, but that was on, um, uh, you know, testing ground that just didn't suit. But he was able to bounce back straight away and win a Group 2, the Great Voltager, which is always a strong race. And he brings good recent form to a Group 1 winner, two starts back. So I had the one on top from Two Glory Vars, who was the 2019 winner of this race, Japanese Raider, he's going to take a fair bit of beating. Four stay foolish, another of the Japanese, and five mogul, as I touched on last, uh, as I touched on earlier. He's last year's winner. His form just seems a little bit down of late, but he hasn't raced for a few months, so he's going into this race fresh. Always respect the O'Brien camp, but uh, one on top from two, four, and five. Second of the group ones at Shartin on Sunday is race five, Longines Hong Kong Sprint, and this one's over 1200 metres. Probably the most competitive race of the lot. The Japanese uh, runner number two, Pixie Knight, will probably start favourite, but there's a good six or seven legitimate winning chances. I've gone with four Wellington. I've just seen he's come up with a wide gate, which is a little bit unfortunate, but he does tend to get back anyway. thought his first up run in the uh, sprint trial was quite good a couple of weeks ago. He ran similar first up last prep and then was able to improve sharply and win a feature race second up. So I'm just hoping they've got their timing right with him. Eight, Naboo Attack, uh, the former Steve Tregay runner, Command and Conquer. He's a big lump of a thing. He's got a big stride on him. If he gets clear galloping room and the pace to suit, he'll be storming home over the top of them. Two, Pixie Knight, looks a deserved favourite with uh, recent strong Japanese form. And five, Lucky Patch, hard to ignore in career best form, shooting for a hat-trick. Four on top from eight, two and five. Golden 60 goes around in race seven. Longines, Hong Kong Mile. Uh, this one, as the name suggests, is over 1,600 metres. Um, they do occasionally send the locals around a little bit too short in these races, Joel, when they've got, uh, when there's some stiff opposition from Japan. But, uh, and, you know, Golden 60, well, he's got the 15 in a row and 18 out of 19. But uh, he was probably handicapped a bit generously earlier in his career. But uh, you reckon he's got him covered here? 
Yeah, I think he's I think he's got them covered. But as we did touch on, there is a strong Japanese representation here in numbers two, three, six, and seven. They probably look the main dangers because he should have all the locals covered. And um, the Aidan O'Brien trained mare, Mother Earth, needs to bounce back from a disappointing run at the Breeders' Cup meeting. So we'll have him on top, number one, Golden 60. I thought number six, Salios, might be the, the value from the Japanese runners. He's a real talent. He's a triple group one winning miler. His recent form probably hasn't been quite up to standard. He hasn't been in the placings of these past four, which have all been group ones. And he's had a couple of fifths and a sixth. So he's not going terribly. I just thought he could um, set, settle close to the speed where there's probably not a lot of pace here. So he could get his chance and you know run a cheeky race at odds. Four Waikuku, one of the locals who bounced back to form last time out, uh, went second to Golden 60. He can settle on speed too and give you a good sight. And then next best number two, Danon Kingley, one from six, four and two. And finally, the big one race eight, Longines Hong Kong Cup. Over the 2,000 metres, uh, the star attraction here is Love's Only You, who became the first Japanese horse to win at the Breeders' Cup. But uh, you found another of the Japanese horses to knock her off. Yeah, this should be a really good clash. Just thinking that Lei Papal, who's the other Japanese uh, mare, will have a bit of a head start on Love's Only You. She likes to get up on speed and couple of her wins in Japan, including that Group 1 win over 2,000 metres in the Osaka High earlier in the year, where she sort of took off just before the turn and really made them chase. I could just see that sort of happening again. And coming back in distance, she's been competing over 2,200 her last few runs. I think back to 2,000 metres, she runs that trip out very strongly. She could give uh, the favourite something to catch. I think it'll be a Japanese Quinella, 11 to beat 12, 8 Dubai Honour is... Uh, also in the market, this is the um, Irish-bred UK visitor from the Haggis Yard, Tom Marquand, to ride. He's been building a really good record, uh, winning three on the trot and then finishing second in the champion stakes at Ascot. That was certainly a career-best performance. He's only had the nine starts, so he's certainly a horse on the way up. And six, Turbulon Diamond, who was um, sort of a, well, he was a supplemented, supplemented entry for this race. So a late entry, comes off a last start win, formerly Eric the Eel who ran second in uh, ATC Derby for Stewie Kendrick. He's been racing pretty well, went through the Hong Kong Derby series and ran some pretty good races, comes off a win in weaker company, but he might be able to figure in the minor money. 11 on top, though, in the cup from 12, 8 and 6. All right. Well, that concludes the preview section of the podcast. Brings us to our best $20 bet for the weekend, Lazy Lobsters. Yes, well, as mentioned earlier, I did manage to get on the board last week with uh, looks like Elvis uh, at a very nice price of around about $7.50. So uh, I'm not sure that's put me in front for the season, but uh, at least it's uh, I'm clawing back a bit of ground there. Uh, Daniel, you've had a freshen up. You uh, three ducks uh, in the lead up to that, but before that you were in pretty good form. Uh, how do you go first up? Yeah, I think I needed the freshen up, but I think we can hit back hard um, off a break. Eagle Farm, race one, number five, Smart Medial. Joel. 
Yeah, I will go uh, one one that we haven't mentioned at Eagle Farm. I think uh, race two, number one, Artero will be winning. Uh, we get a drier track on Saturday. We can see him show his best. He's got a good turn of foot, this bloke. Both his wins today, he's displayed a, a very good turn of foot. There's been a, a few misses in between those wins, but a couple of them have been in good company. And as I said last time out, struck the wet track, didn't suit. He's got a big weight, 59 kilos, but I think he's better than this lot. And at 460 is a touch of value. And I'll go to Flemington, race five, number four, Aaron Bay. That uh, leaves us only to remind you to pick up your winning post if you haven't already. It is online as we speak to you via winningpost.com.au. Just click the link in the main story. That's only five bucks, and that's one we've got uh, plenty of uh, Friday action to consume. We've got full form guides for all three Victoria meetings, as well as fields, colours, overviews, and selections for all the other Friday action. And uh, then we take you right through our normal Saturday and Sunday coverage. Have a great weekend, listeners. Back plenty of winners. And we'll talk to you next week on the Preview Podcast.